Hey, do you want to be the antidote to all the doom and gloom? Join me as I come from my slice of life to help bring more joy into yours. This is the My Slice of Life podcast. Today we are going to be talking about preparing for food shortages. You may ask why? I'll tell you why. Without wanting to cause any kind of panic or be a doom and gloomer, because we don't do that here, that's not what we're about. We are being a bit realistic and optimistic. I'm hoping it'll never happen. But if it does, if you walked into your supermarket and the shelves were bare, practically empty, what would you do? Are you prepared for that? Are you ready for that? So let's have a look and see what we can do. Now, this episode is being recorded. It's 2023, it's October. This past year for food prices for everybody has been absolutely hellish. I mean, there's no getting around it. It's hellish. We are all struggling. And I can't see it getting better in the near future. That's not to say it will never get better. You know, I'm an eternal optimist. It better bloody get better. But at the moment, it's hard. It's a struggle. So like I say, the food prices are going through the roof. Places that produce food have been burning to the ground, can I say? I don't know. They've had a lot of accidents. I'll just put it that way. They're having a lot of accidents. A lot of big food production places, especially in America. God love you out there. You, I don't know if you're aware of what's going on, but it's it's very it's not it's not a good situation. Let's put it that way. Especially when your farmland is getting bought up by a very rich, very rich, because a very rich billionaire. Obviously, he's a billionaire. He's rich, he's a clown. But you know what I mean. And he's not a farmer. So you put two and two together. We're losing everywhere. We're losing land that farmers would use for growing food. So are we going to come to a situation where the amount of food getting produced is reduced? And if that's the case, we're going to have to do it ourselves. So let's let's have a look at this. It sounds a bit grim, but we're going to we're going to talk about it now so that if it does happen, if it really comes to the crunch, we're prepared. We'll be fine. Okay? We'll be fine. Take action. That's what we're going to do. Get ourselves started. We're going to look first at, let's get a plan in place and look at your budget. The budget's going to be tight. I know, we keep saying in this house that our budget is tighter than a duck's bum in a sandstorm. It's not good. So have a look at your budget and see how much do you have that you can spend on extras. Now, when you go shopping, we don't have to, you know, think, oh God, I've got to get it all today. No, when you go shopping, buy a couple of extra things. Can you do that? Could you get a couple of extra tins? couple of extra packets of rice or pasta you know a few tins of veg check the dates on them make sure they've got a long date can you do that because that's not going to add a lot to your grocery bill i think as well when you're doing it don't buy stuff that you think is cheap and it's got a long shelf life i don't really like it but if push comes to shove i'd eat it no buy stuff you'll actually like and that you will eat you don't have to torture yourself just because things have got rough you know what i mean think as well where are you going to store it what space do you have available? Now, if you're like us, we live in a pretty small house. It's only two bedroom. You have to get clever with space. We are, like, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, we're a bit cluttered. I'm still working on it. Got off my case. But there are ways of doing it. You can get a drawer even to put under your bed. There's usually a cupboard needs cleaned out. Get the crap out. Get some food in there. Store it. Make a list of what you're putting in so, you know, it's not going to be there for years and going rotten. But have a think, where are you going to store this stuff? And who else 
lives with you. If you're going to store for a few people, that is going to dictate how much you're going to store and what kind of things you're going to get. And don't forget water. I know it takes up so much room and it is a problem. Unless you live near a river or somewhere where you can get fresh water. But if your water goes off, you know, you want to make sure you've got something there. They recommend at least having three days worth. And it would surprise you how much you need for a day. I can't remember. I think they said it was like a gallon a day per person. So if there's five of you in a house, you're going to need five gallons a day. And they say have three days worth. I know it's a lot. If you have a garage, you know, you're fine. You're sitting pretty. But if, like us, we don't, you've got to be clever about where you store this stuff. So have a think about that. Where you're going to get stuff, what you're going to get, you know, how much can you spend on it and where you're going to store it. So now that you've got an idea of, you know, your money, your space, the tastes, what you're going to get, get some inspiration from the experts. I do. I use a lot of sites online just to see, just to see what they have. A lot of it, to be honest, is kind of for the, I would say the more professional kind of prepper. That's not me. That's not me. Now, I use UK sites. Obviously, I'm based in the UK. Places like preppershop.co.uk. UK Prepping Shop, um, there's Sergeant Prepper Shop, and <clears throat> excuse me, and Knives and Tools. I use them to have a look around, see what they've got. Sometimes they have sales on; it's pretty cool. So it's nice to have a look around and just get, I'll give you an idea of what people are recommending, and maybe you can find cheaper versions. But it's just to get some ideas. Now, I don't like listening to people or going into things that are going to be terrifying in this sort of situation you don't want people you know screaming and dooming about the apocalypse that's not my style if you listen to my podcast it's probably not your style either I hope so I'm going to point you to another podcast which covers all this sort of stuff but they don't do it in a way that's going to panic you and it is the casual preppers podcast that's who I listen to I like their style I like the silly voices they do I think they take a bit of stick for it, but I like it. So, Casual Preppers Podcast. They are very casual about prepping, so I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, what about like growing your own? We can't always buy everything. Can you grow your own? Now, again, if you have listened to any of my other episodes, you'll know we have a small garden here that I take care of and an allotment, which I take care of. Um, so, I like... I like growing my own. We're not self-sufficient with it in any way. I've got to be honest, we're not. I make so... I've I've been doing it for years, but I've made so many mistakes this year. I'm quite annoyed at myself. But anyway, that's by the by. I'm just having a moan to myself. Is there any way you can grow anything for yourself if you don't already? If you do, look at ways you can increase what you are growing. Now, there's experts out there. Charles Dowding is a fantastic resource for this sort of thing. He talks about successional sewing, so that once you've taken something out, you've got something ready to put back in. I am not good at that. I'm working on it. So really, you're going to end up there getting two crops out of the same space. That's ideal. If all of this is new to you, or you don't have a garden, maybe you don't have a space, that's okay. You can still do something. Think small. Even if you start... Everybody says start with herbs, but they say it for a reason because herbs can make the difference to a meal, whether it make it, you know, okay to something fantastic. Herbs are great. Another idea I'm going to say, 
go along to your local garden centre and ask the staff there for advice, okay, because they'll let you know what can grow in your area. If you've only got a couple of windowsills, they can maybe help you out there too. If you have got windowsills, by the way, on top of herbs, I would say do things like lettuce and spring onions, you know, and tomatoes, the kind of salad things, they grow great on a windowsill. So don't think, oh, I can't grow anything because you can. Now, if you do start growing your own, I'm going to just say this little thing. And of course, I'm, I'm breaking my own rule here, but don't tell everybody. Think about this. If you have a successful garden and, you know, grown away, you've got loads of veg and if you have a lot, there's ways of preserving it and storing it. You can give some away if you want. But if we're looking here at how to prepare for a food shortage, you better find ways of storing it and preserving it for yourself. But just for a bit of security, you might want to think twice about who you let know what you're doing and what you're growing. Okay, that's I think that's kind of common sense. You don't want to be raided. Okay, imagine the cabbage ninjas at night coming to steal your crops. We don't want to go down that road. So grow our own that's great but another way of preserving what we have now this doesn't have to be preserving what you grow you could get stuff out the shop and still preserve it this way dehydrator they're not that expensive now if you go on ebay you can get a decent second hand one for about 25 pounds this is in the uk i'm talking that's what they are just now you can i mean they're great i use mine they're for drying herbs uh, again, if you're growing your own, you want to preserve them. There's things like basil here, we're only going to have them growing really during the warmer months, so you need to preserve them for, for later on in the year. But they're also really good for uh, drying out flowers. You think, what do I want dried flowers for? If you're doing herbal remedies, which are you're going to need them through the winter to keep yourself fit and healthy, dried flowers are important, special. Uh, certain flowers, obviously, not everything. You can also look into drying food that you cook for ready meals. Now if you go into any of those sites I mentioned earlier they have like military rations and things and so it's that kind of thing but making your own because they are so expensive to buy like one meal is like what seven quid or something but depends where you get it but they're not cheap and you're going to need a lot of them. I mean a three month supply I was looking on a site was it a three month or a six month I mean it's hundreds and hundreds of pounds and I know a lot of work's gone into it, fair enough, but if you can find a way of, you know, making your own meal, so you think like the veg, herbs, meat, I think you cook it first and then dry it. Now, I haven't done this yet, so this is just things I'm starting to look into. You can, you've got noodles, rice, all that kind of stuff, and apparently you dry it, and then you pack it into jars, ready mixed, so that all you've got to do is add water to the jar or whatever. Something along those lines It's really, I think, worth looking into. Like I say, I've only just started kind of, coming around to the idea but that's something to give you a bit of food for thought pardon the pun I know I'm recording this on a very dreary Sunday I'm trying to cheer myself up as well as dehydrating what about preserving I mentioned it briefly a minute ago but do you do that already if you've got stuff coming in especially things like courgettes I'm going to you know courgettes and peppers and things there's only so much of that you can eat so preserving it is is a really good method and again, not just stuff that you grow. If you go into the supermarket and you manage to bag a, you know, a kind of end of the day sale on certain veg, grab it and make something out of it. You can preserve it. So I'm talking things like chutneys, jams, even soups. You can make your own sauces, all that kind of stuff. 
in the winter you'll be glad of a jar of say pumpkin chutney or courgette chutney you know whatever you've made so have a wee look into it there's loads and loads of recipes online uh, books on it get them out of the library once you get the hang of a basic chutney you're off and running you can basically make them with anything and they're a fantastic way of storing what you have now i mentioned earlier about water and i'm saying don't forget to store some water now you might think why you know i put the tap you know switch the tap on the water's there but have you ever had your water switched off and you weren't ready for it because i know we have it doesn't happen often here thankfully but it has happened or maybe after a heavy storm the water you know you put your tap on brown water's coming out this muddy yuck is coming out your tap so if that kind of situation so it doesn't have to be some major some you know some dramatic thing that's happened it could just be oh it's been a storm and the water's going to be a bit rubbish for three days you're going to be glad you've stored up on your water then so again something to think about and when you are storing it it doesn't have to all be in the same place okay if you've got a few you know the big litre containers have a few of them dotted about all over the place i think that's better than having it stored all in one place anyway so again, on top of having the water and, and you know, having all that extra stuff, have a think about ways you could boil it. Say the electric's gone off as well. I know I'm, I'm giving you a bit of a doomsday here. So say the electric's gone off, your, your water's muddy. Have a way that you can boil it as well. So the best thing that I've got at the moment is just like a little gas camping stove. I'm just going to add a wee thing here. Get one before they ban them. I've heard that that's something that they're wanting to ban because God forbid we become self-sufficient in any way, shape or form and manage to look after ourselves. But get a camping stove, get the gas canisters that you need for it, buy as much as you can, store them safely somewhere, find somewhere to store it. Um, Like I say, get them now before they ban them as well because you want to be able to boil your water. Now, on top of that, you can also get tablets to purify it or something along those lines. Um, the websites I told you about earlier, they have these little tablets and they're only, I think they're only about three quid for 50 tablets. They're not expensive. So at least that way you've got clean water. If nothing else, you've got clean water. So I think that's that's quite a lot to, to give you this week. Something to think about though. But So we think about, again, how much you can spend, what kind of food and water you're going to get, where you're going to store it, how many people you have to get for, so that again, that'll dictate what kind of tastes and things you're going to be getting don't forget animals if you have animals store up a little bit of extra pet food as well forgot to mention that but that's important what other ways can you preserve it can you dry it can you make chutneys out of it soups you know make a lot a ton of soup freeze it so at least you've got that as well all these things and again if you're stuck for ideas go online have a, a good rummage around that that internet stick there for a reason use it while we can Get yourself a gas camping stove and keep a list of what you have so that your supplies don't go out of date and don't go rotten. Okay? So there we have it. We are getting ourselves prepared for food shortages. It's up to you how far you take this. Um, Obviously, how much you want to get, how prepared you want to be. Do you want to just manage a couple of days or do you want to be, you know, three months, six months, a year? I am nowhere near that stage, so if you manage to get there, good on you. So yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. 
please give me a little review and a like. Check out the links below. Like I say, there's, um, there is going to be a document. I'm just about finished it. So if you come along and buy me a coffee or join up on Patreon, I will send you a copy of this document that's going with this season because this season we are, we're looking at putting the joy back into being prepared. There's a lot of information in this links as well to websites and things that I'm mentioning, so it's all there for you. The blog, YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jump along and have a look. I would really appreciate any support you can give me. And don't forget to follow the podcast too, because next week I will be coming back, whether you like it or not, to help you get prepared for something else. And it's a good one next week, so you don't want to miss it. But until then, you take care of your self. <laughs>